And we're back. Welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 52, I think it is. And today I'm going to be continuing my four-part series on Western Europe. This is the first place I traveled to back in 2007. And last week I talked about Spain. And then the week before I talked about my preparations to go to Western Europe as my first time overseas. So today I'm talking about Italy, and all I remember about Italy was that you say ciao for hi and bye, I think it is, but um, and so, but no, but Italy is one of the coolest places in the world. It's basically, people have heard me say since, well, even after I started going to Eastern Europe, which is kind of on a different level for like single guys, but even before then... Um, I've always talked about Western Europe, and I've always told everybody who would listen that if you have one place to go in the world, go to Rome, Italy. It has everything that you could ever want to see in a sense of like histor- history, um, tourist sites, um, and, and all that. And so I've always said the best place to go for just sightseeing is Rome. Um, even like I said, I think I've talked about, um, du- uh, uh, Hungary, B- Budapest. Budapest is a cool place to go to for sightseeing, but not like Italy. Italy is probably the best place to go. Rome, Italy is probably the best place to go for sightseeing. Um, if you are, if you're a social studies major in college or a poli sci major, um, anything like that. Italy is Rome. Italy is your place. I mean, from the Colosseum to the Pantheon to the Forum to the fountains to everything in Rome, you'll just be absolutely amazed about what you see. And what's interesting about Italy is that these places, like the famous Colosseum, it's like right in the middle of the city. So you have like a four-way, I remember there's like a busy, busy intersection, and then you look up, and then there's like the, the Colosseum. And same thing with the, going out to the Pantheon. Um, it's just like there's people everywhere. It's like the middle of the cities. And obviously it's a tourist place, but it's also, um, there's also like locals. There's also a lot of people walking around for, you know, regular life. And the reason why I mention that is because I'll contrast that to uh, Venice, Italy, um, a little bit later in this podcast. But Rome itself, though, um, all the cool things that you've seen in history books and you've seen on TV and everywhere, those are all right there in the middle of the city. And it's just incredible to see. Um, and so you need, I don't, I'm, I was there for, I think two days, maybe three days. Um, I'm guessing you can probably stay for a week to see everything. And like I mentioned in the first podcast about this, um, this, uh, about West, Western Europe, um, one of the upsides about going with a tour group, like I said in the beginning was came into play here for sure, because you get in front of all the lines, um, to go to to these these places i mean um you again you don't have to stand in line to go to the forum you don't have to stand in line to go to the coliseum um and even i think the vatican was down in rome too when we went to the vatican i remember that line was crazy um and so you got to go straight to the front of the line um but it again all these places if you're going to go by yourself in rome you I, I don't i don't know how you would do it as far as getting a ticket and standing in line all day long 
but uh, that that that's something to keep note of. Um, another thing, when we were in Rome, we had like a legitimate like Italian dinner every night, and I mentioned somewhere before that one of the best places I've ever had dinner is in Rome. I mean, every dinner was like a five course meal, uh, all incredible food. Everything was really, really good. Um, another interesting thing is I guess, and again, don't, you know, I mean, I'm not an expert in, in this stuff, but, um, I guess the, the pizza is different in Italy. I couldn't tell much of a difference or I can't remember much of a difference anyway, but I do remember walking into one of the little pizza shops and I couldn't wait to get like real Italian pizza. And, uh, I remember they didn't like, they didn't cut it in slices and give it to you. They kind of like, well, they cut it, but then they weighed it. And so you, your price was in weight. And I remember that for sure. And so, and that was kind of cool. I mean, um, they like weigh all your, they weigh your pizza slices. But from my memory, I don't remember the pizza being drastically different um, than it was here. Um, but anyways, the food the food in Rome is fantastic. So you have the food, you have the tourist attractions. Um, all that is incredible. And I'm going to get into the, the Spanish steps in Rome in a little bit when I start talking about the girls. But uh, the Spanish steps are in Rome also. That's where the, the, the fountain is, where you throw the penny in and wish and all that. Um, but... Um, but let's move on to Florence. In Florence, Italy is, I'm not sure what it's known for, to be honest, but the statue of David is there in Florence. And I remember that was super, super cool. Um, I do also remember, there, if you're on my Facebook, um, there's a picture, I have a picture of the statue of David. And I remember you're not, you weren't allowed to take pictures of the statue. Um, this was back in 2006. So I don't know if that's changed now. I'm sure it has. Um, but um, you, but yeah, so you couldn't take pictures. But I did take a picture, though, and I got away with it. Um, didn't go to Italian jail or anything. And that's the picture you see on my Facebook. But anyways, that's a statue of David. It's, it's super cool to see it in real life. Um, but that's the biggest draw, I think, for Florence, to be honest. Um, I do remember going out. I know we stayed a night there, maybe two nights there. Um, and I remember definitely going out one night and it was a good party scene. There was, I mean, surprisingly Florence seemed kind of not dead to me, but it seemed kind of like there wasn't a whole lot of people going on, but at night it did get lively and like the bars were packed and, but they were packed with, um, tourists though. They weren't, I don't remember meeting. In fact, I don't, I met a few Italian girls, um, back in Rome actually, but in Florence, all the girls I met were in from they were backpackers i mean not backpackers but they were tourists and i remember we met some girls from the uk and it, they were like the best looking girls in the, in the bar and they weren't even from italy and so that's what i do remember about florence i don't know maybe somebody else knows that florence is like a you know a great party town and known for it and all that uh, but i just didn't see it and i was like pleasantly surprised um, and I remember that there was like a, a big bridge that went across the, this river in Florence. That was super cool. Also, again, I don't know what else there is to see besides the statue of David. Um, there might've been some, uh, door, like some like famous door that gets open once every thousand years or something like that. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'll put in the show notes if I remember, if I do some research on it, 
but I think that that was in Florence or maybe in, even in Venice. I don't know. But um, in Florence, so there was, like I said, I just remember the statue of David. Um, and so after Florence, we went up to Venice. And Venice, Italy, I'm sure everybody has in their mind that they would love to go to see Venice and the canals and um, all that. Um, I, for one, was kind of let down by it, um, only in the sense that it was completely like for tourism. It was completely for tourists. That's all it really was. It wasn't like there was like canals where there's, you know, gondola taxis taking people to work or anything like that. It was like completely just for tourism. Not like, I mean, not literally like the, the Venetian in uh, Las Vegas, but it was still kind of like all for tourism in, in Venice. Um, but Venice is cool though. It's cool to see. It's cool to see all the canals. It's cool to see the guys making the, I think they were making like marble, uh, marble glassware or something like that. And you watch them do it. Um, that was pretty interesting, but Venice itself, um, it just, like I said, it's just like a, it felt like an Island with a bunch of canals. Um, it, it's, it's cool to see. And I mean, if you're, you know, you get to see it on the, as you come in on the boat, um, you're, I think I'm, I'm sure it's at sea level, whatever, but it really looks like it's almost underwater. Um, and so it's, it's super, super interesting. Um, but I just, I thought that Venice would be just like a regular city, like, like Florence was or Rome was, it's kind of like a regular city where you'd see a bunch of Italians doing, going about their everyday life, but it wasn't. But anyways, but so I went to those three places. I know that there's some other places in Italy that people talk about that are good, but I just went to um, Venice, uh, Florence, and Rome. And what what was interesting about and then so that was like where we went again. It was very cool to to see good tourist places and all that. But as far as like the girls in it, Italy, well, let me let me back up a little bit for the girls who are listening to this podcast if you like well-dressed guys go to italy um italy and this is back in the mid-2000s where like metrosexual the, the word metrosexual is coming around i guess or was talked about but that's what the guys look like in italy um and they're all dressed they're all in sports coats i mean no matter where they were the italian guys were dressed that's the good thing for you girls. Um, the bad thing is that uh, they're pretty sh- – well, I'll get into the chauvinistic part of them um, in a second. But they're also – they're not over six foot tall. I mean, most of the Italian guys are probably 5'8", five, 5'10", five, something like that. Um, but they dress well, so if you, if you like that, um, go, to, go to Italy. Uh, but the, the other bad thing about the Italian guys for you girls is that they're – they are chauvinistic. They're very like passionate and they will, you know, come up and stop you and talk to you and all that stuff and not have like a care in the world. There's no like congruency. There's no, there's no nothing, you know, they just go after it basically. And, uh, when I was at the Spanish steps in Rome, so we went to the Spanish steps and we were sitting up on the, probably the top of the steps. And I have a picture of, um, looking down on the steps, but what you can't really see on my picture was that on the bottom step, and I don't know if this is like every day or this is just the time that we were there, but on the bottom step, 
the whole row was like full of like guys in their like late teens, maybe early 20s sitting down. And what they would do is as every like girl walked by or decent looking girl, I should say, walked by them, they would clap. And like the louder they would clap was for like the better looking of the girl or whatever. And if the girl wasn't good looking, they wouldn't clap. And they and I watched them do this for like 20 minutes. It was so funny. And then you would see like the guys, I mean, you see girls like at the front, like daring each other to walk past the guys to get to get raided. And it was just the craziest, funniest thing in, in Rome. I mean, it's just like the guys had like nothing better to do. And it was like so obvious too. I mean, they were like all just clapping as loud as they possibly could for the good looking girls. And then like, you know, they had like a medium clap for like the, the decent girls, but you know, not so much. Um, and then like for the non good looking girls at all, they would, and like I said, most of the girls like saw them and knew what they were doing. And so it, they were kind of playing along with it. But that was just, like I said, indicative of kind of how the whole, guys look at girls over there it's it's more like i said it's more kind of chauvinistic and all that um but anyway so that was the the spanish steps story that i that i remember for sure and i've told that story a hundred times over the years um and then like i said before i mean there's a little bit for everything it's a super cool tourist place it's like i said the only place yet you really should go to that I can see. I mean, I obviously said, I mean, I've said before, all my friends have heard me say that, you know, the coolest place for just tourism is definitely Italy. Um, the best place to go with your girlfriend or wife is definitely Paris, France. And definitely the best place to go to party is Sevilla, Spain, down there in Spain. Um, but as far as Italy goes, uh, if you're thinking about going there, I definitely suggest going there. Um, and so that's it. I, and so next week I'll probably finish this series and I'll probably just include, um, uh, Switzerland, France and the UK and conclude this, uh, this series. Um, it, it was a lot of fun kind of going back through old pictures and going back through my old notes about, um, uh, Western Europe. Cause I haven't been there really in, like I said, since, since then, um, all my travels in the last four or five years have been to Eastern Europe and Central Europe and the Balkans and the Baltics, actually. Um, so, uh, anyways, I want to thank you again for listening, as always. Um, if you would, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And also, I'm up on uh, Spotify also, if you use Spotify. And I'm also on another thing called Overcast. I'm not sure what it is. I, I've subscribed to it, but I'm not sure exactly how it uses like the RSS feed. But um, you can find me on Overcast if you use Overcast to listen to podcasts. But anyways, um, the easiest way, though, is just to get on Apple Pod Apple Podcasts. Um, and I'd appreciate all the, uh, subscribers. Um, so I, I will see you again next, uh, well, I'll talk to you again next Thursday and we'll finish up this four part series in Western Europe. Thanks for listening.